0: Shalom to all. Today's office is Beitzah daf Yudalad. We are starting four lines from the top with the brand new Mishnah. And today's office is sponsored Lili Nishmas. Mars, Miriam Sarabas or Yaakov Moshe. Her neshama should And Lili Nishmas Reb Mil, Mardachai, Ben Reb Chaim Heitner. His neshama should have Now spices and salt are allowed to be crushed or ground on Yontef, albeit with a shinoi. Two important terms over here are Madaich and medaycha. Madach is the pestle, the implement that does the crushing, usually made out of stone. And the medaycha, the mortar, which is the receptacle the spices and salt are placed in when being crushed. This is also usually made out of stone. And the Mesha tells us shall <laughs> that spices if they're going to be crushed on yontef have to be done with a wooden pestle that's a slight shinoi but salt if it's going to be crushed on yontef that has to be done in an earthenware vessel and with a wooden mixing spoon that is a very big shinoi i they say that spices are allowed to be crushed in the regular manner shall even in the stone but salt shall that has to be done with a slight shinoi with a wooden pestle and now the Gemara tells us to kuli alma by everyone agrees that salt has to be crushed with a shinoi on yontef. My time why is that? Rav Chizda, they argue. Kharam or one of them says, the Kokters called Srichas Melach. Every single dish that you're gonna make on Yontif is gonna need salt. Therefore, you should have crushed it up before Yontif. So if you're gonna do it on Yontif, it has to be done with a shinoi. But in Kolkder's Srichas Tavlin, not all dishes need spices. You don't know what you're gonna end up eating tomorrow on Yantif. You don't have a whole menu planned the week before Yontif. And you're gonna decide on Yontif what you want to eat, and it might be a dish that needs spices, it might be a dish that doesn't need spices. Therefore, when you decide that it's a dish that does need spices, you couldn't have known to do that the day prior, and therefore you're allowed to crush them up regularly on Yantif. That's what Beis Hill holds. Whereas the Charam? The other one says, Call Talvin Mephig and when Every spice right after you crush it starts losing flavor, and you don't have to crush it before Yontef because it's going to start losing flavor, and already is not going to be so flavorful on Yontef. Umelch and Mephig and However, salt doesn't lose flavor, so you should have crushed it up before Yontef. If you're going to do so on Yontef, you have to do so with a Shinoi. The Gemara is Benayu. What's the difference? The difference between them is, If you know what you want to cook tomorrow, so according to the first opinion, you would have to crush it up before Yantef. and if you don't, you would have to do so with a Shinoi on Yantef. However, according to the second, Second opinion that it's going to lose flavor. So even though you know what you want the next day, you still don't have to crush it up before Yontif because it's not going to be as flavorful on Yontif. Inami, alternatively, be rico with a spice called saffron, that does not lose flavor when you crush it. So therefore, according to the second opinion, you should have crushed it before Yontif because it's not going to lose flavor. And if you're doing it on Yontif, you have to do so with a shinoi. However, according to the first opinion, since you don't know if the dish you're going to be making tomorrow needs saffron, then you do not have to crush it before Yontif. And if you're doing so on Yontif, it does not need a shinoy. Anything that's going to to be crushed is allowed to be done so in the regular manner of a filu melech even salt. Ask the Gemara, you had said melach by shinoi that everyone agrees that salt does need a shinoi. The Gemara answers who he holds like the other tana. The tana we have a bride. so Amrav mayor of mayor says loy nechlu and kedarkon beshan Do not argue when no, we're dealing with spices. They're allowed to be crushed in the regular manner on yantif. imahin if you're crushing salt with them, it's allowed to be done in the regular manner loy The says el If you want to crush salt atma by itself on yantif shabeshami ayrim melach holds You have to crush salt up in this earthenware jug and with this wooden mixing spoon. Let's see. And you're only allowed to do so for roasting meat, meaning you're only allowed to do so with a minimal amount of salt. But you're not allowed to do so for cooking when you're going to be cooking meat, so you need a lot more salt. And you're not allowed to crush that amount of salt up on yantif. You're allowed to do so with anything. Ask the Gemara, you're allowed to do so with any implement, even a mukta one. The Gemara says, no, you're allowed to crush it up for any purpose, even if you're going to be doing so for cooking. And more about grinding on told his son, when you crush on Atzli you should take it and lean it to the side, and then you can crush it. You're allowed to do so with a stone, mortar, and pestle, but you do have to do so with a slight Shinoi leaning it to the side. Rev Shama he heard the sound of a mortar and pestle armor, he said, Hi, loving this is not from my house because I don't allow this in my house. Ask Gemara perhaps they had leaned it to the side and it's permissible to be done in that fashion. How does he know they didn't do that? The Gemara answers, He heard that it was very clear and would have been muffled if they would have leaned it to the side. Ask them where Vidilma Tavlin Havu. Perhaps it was spices, and you're allowed to crush spices says The Gemara says, Tavlin, spices, to make a very loud noise. If you take a quick look see at the second wide line of Rashi, the third word is Laz, and it seems to be pronounced as the word crunch. So spices make a loud crunching noise when being crushed. He heard a clear sound, but not a very loud one. It must be that someone's grinding salt without a shinoi, and must not be so in his house, because he does not allow that to be done in his house without a shinoi. And more about grinding on Yantif. we have a brass, anis, and tisne. You're not allowed to make tisne, which is a wheat dish. In which each piece of wheat is crushed into four different pieces. The reason why you're not allowed to do that is because it's tirchi ascero. And the brassing continues, in kaiser makhteshas, you're not allowed to use makhteshas, or mortar, you're not allowed to grind in that on Ask the Gemara, this seems to be teaching us two contradictory things. First, you say you're not allowed to make tisni, which is very complicated, but that implies that you are allowed to make chilka and daiso, which is something that the wheat is crushed into two or three pieces. But then you say, kaiser is usur, which means you're not allowed to use it at all. So the Gemara says, No, this is what the brass is saying. Mat ham and tisni. Why are you not allowed to make this dish tisni? Because you're not allowed to use machteshes at all on Yatif. Ask the Gemara. If so, v'lema in kais shemachteshes. Why doesn't the brassa just say that you're not allowed to use machteshes and it doesn't have to tell me anything about Tisney? So the Gemara answers Etani in kais If the brassa would have told me I'm not allowed to use machteshes and zehu and wouldn't have told us anything else, havamina I would think hadami machteshes gedola. I'm not allowed to use a large machteshes. That's what I usually use to grind up grain. Avom machteshes ketana, but a small machteshes emeshapir I would think you're allowed to do so because that's considered a shinoi. K'mash malan, the chiddush is that you're not allowed to use even a small machteshes. Ask the Gemara. V'tani have a brassa in kais you're not allowed to use a large You are allowed to use a small one. So we see you are allowed to use a small one. Seems to be a steer and brises. So he says you're right. It's not a steer and brises. Our first brace is also talking about a large one, but allows a small one. on top. Rav Armor he says that no like kasha. There's no kasha. Really, the first brace is telling us even a small machteshes is not allowed. Halon the second that tells us you are allowed to use a small machteshes. That's talking about us people in Bavel. We are allowed to use a small machteshes. Halahu and the first brisa that tells us a small machteshes. Is not allowed. That's for them, for people in Eretz Yisrael. They have a vadim, and you can't trust an Evid that he's going to use a small one because he's going to actually use a large one and then he's going to tell you he used a small one. Therefore, no maktashis are permitted in Eretz Yisrael. And we have a story about this. Our puppy Ikel Bey Marshmul, our our puppy visited a house of Marshmul, I see they brought him daisu, which is a type of crushed grain cereal, and he didn't eat it. Ask the Gemara, why not? Vidom maktashis khanavdua. Perhaps they ground it in a small and that's permitted. We say, no, the He saw that it was very fine, and there's no way it could be so fine unless it was ground in a large makhtashis. Perhaps they did it yesterday before Yantef. We say, no, the Chazid have a call of Tzareh. He saw that it looked like it was peeled, meaning it looked like it was fresh and it was done just now. Vibay Sam alternatively, Shani Bey Marshmol, the house Marshmol was different. The Avdi, he had Avadim there that could not be trusted. So even though it was in Bavel, and technically you're allowed to use a smaller Makhtesh, since his Avadim couldn't be trusted, therefore, Rav Puppy stayed far away from it. Now in this mission and subsequent Gemara, we're going to deal with Bayer, choosing or selecting one item or substance from the other. So on Shabbos, Bayer is permitted if the good is taken from the bad, with one's hand and not with a utensil, and this, be right be used, and this has to be done right before it's going to be used. The question here is must all these conditions be kept on Yantif? So the mission tells us how is can A person is selecting, he's choosing legumes, beans on Yantif. He says, He has to choose the food from the Psylus, and he has to eat it right away. They say, He could choose like usual, meaning he could take the Psylus from the Eichel. He could do so in his lap with a funnel and a large plate. That's like the normal way of doing so. That's a Kli. He's he's allowed to use a board or two different types of sieves, a large one or a small one. That's because when a person uses those things, so he's usually doing so with a large quantity, and people are going to think he's doing so for the next day. But Basil he holds he's allowed to do baira in the normal fashion on Yontif. He says, A person can even rinse and scoop, and we're going to learn in the Gemara what that means. have a When was it stated that you're allowed to be buyer normally? That's only when there's more food than psilas, Then you're allowed to take the psilas out of the b'salus. If there's more psilas than b'salus, different. Everyone agrees that you would have to take the food and leave the Psylus. That's because there's less Tircha in doing that. If you're going to take the Psylus, so you're being involved in more Tircha and Yantif, and that's not allowed. The Gemara asks, Eichel, if there's more Psylus than Eichel, does anyone allow you to do it at all, even to take the Eichel from the Psylus? That's because this whole mixture is considered Psylus, because there's less Eichel than Psylus, and the whole mixture is considered Mukhtza. So the Gemara says, "Light whole is, is that there's more Tircha to take the Psylus, but Vizuter there's actually less Psylus, which means there's more Eichel than psilos. It's just that it's more difficult to remove the psilos. so then the Eichel has to be removed. And the Meshna said, that you're even allowed to rinse and scoop. What does this mean? Tanya, we have a brass. This was the minig in the house They'd bring a bucket full of lentils. Literally, this means they would float water above it, meaning they would make sure the water line went just above the lentils. Turns out that the food is below and the psilos is up above because the psilos, all the chaff, whatever little pieces that were there, they would float to the top and that's what it means. You could rinse it with water and then scoop out the psilus from the top and that's not a problem. As the Gemara, it says the exact opposite. The food would float to the top and we would scoop that off. The Gemara says, no problem. One is talking about dirt. The dirt would sink to the bottom and the food would float up. But gili is straw. When the psyllis was straw, so the straw would float to the top and that's what we were talking about in our Gemara. And now we talk about sending gifts to your friend on They say, the only thing you're allowed to send to your friend on Yontif is prepared portions, something that's either Fish or meat that's going to be eaten on Yontif, not that's going to be left over till after Yontif, if not, it's considered Tzirchiyaserah. Ubeis They say Mishalchin, you're allowed to send behemah Domestic animals, non-domestic animals, birds, bein chayin, bein shkutin, whether they're alive or shechted. Mishalchin yenas shemanim slas wines, oils, flowers. That's F L O U R S and kinnias, which is legumes. Avolayt tefuah, you're not allowed to send grain. Grain should have been crushed the day before. Nothing would have happened it if it was done before Yontif, Therefore, you're not allowed to send it on Yom It can't be used on Yontif. Tov. Reb Shimon Mati bet Reb Shimon even allows tefuah. That's because you can cook it first and then crush it in a small machteshes and that's not a problem. Now the Gemara says, Tanu Ravichil, he teaches, as long as you don't send him your present with a shura, a line, a delegation of people, that's because it looks like they're going to sell it in the marketplace and that's a problem. And Tanu, we have a bris explaining this, a shura is not less than three people, meaning you're not allowed to send your gift to your friend with a delegation of three people. Bayer Ravashi, he asked the following question, let's say he's sending three people together but each one is holding something else. Is that permitted? Perhaps it's permitted Could. Each each of these items could have been sent individually, or the mere fact that three people are going is enough to raise suspicion and it would be us or Even though they have three different items, and the gemara concludes, Tegu, Let it stand. We're going to have to wait for Eliezer to come and answer that question. And the Meshech said, Reb Shimon Mati Shimon allows you to send grain. Tanya, we have a braiser. Reb Shimon Mati He allows grain to be sent. Chitin Ludes. For example, wheat's allowed to be sent because you can make Ludes, which is a wheat dish. So Lufnei Barley could be placed in front of a person's animal. And Adashim lentils are allowed to be sent. because they can be made into lentil groats. And that's a wonderful dish, and therefore, they are allowed to be sent on Yontif, according to Reb Shemin. And more, and more about sending gifts on Yontif. You're allowed to send garments, whether they're sewn or even if they're not sewn. pishesh Even though they have kilayim, meaning they're shotness, that's because they're necessary for Yontif. You're not allowed to send a sandal that has nails in it, and not a shoe, which isn't sewn yet. That's because you can't use it. He says, You're not allowed to even send a white shoe, because it needs an expert to blacken it. They wouldn't walk around with white shoes. Shoes, and so therefore, you have to blacken it, and again, you can't use it. It's like those yeshiva guys, they're not allowed to wear any emblems that are white on their shoe, and therefore, you have to take a magic marker, a permanent marker, to somehow blacken it. Therefore, you're not allowed to send them this white shoe on yantif. Zakhalal, this is the rule. Anything that could be used, that could be worn on yantif, so then you can send it. And now the Gemara analyzes the first part of the Mishnah. We understand if the clothing is sewn, so you could wear it. If it's not sewn, you could even cover yourself with it. You can't necessarily wear it, but you could still cover yourself with with it. What could you use a garment that's made out of kalaim? It has shotness. What are you able to use it for? And if you want to say, suggest that you could fold it underneath you and you could sit on it. you have a The Pusak tells us, the shotness is not allowed to go on you. You are allowed to place it underneath you. You're allowed to sit on shotness. But the Chamim said, you're not allowed to even do that. Perhaps a thread is going to wrap itself around your flesh and then you're going to be ever wearing shotness. And if you want to suggest that there's going to be Something in between you and the shotness. You're going to place a sheet or a pillow on top of it, and then you're going to sit on that, and there's no chance of a thread wrapping itself around you, and then it's permitted. Even if you have 10 mattresses, 10 covers, one on top of another, the and you have shotness underneath all of them, you're not allowed to sit on them. So, what permissible use does shotness have on Yantif? The Gemara answer El we must be talking about a curtain. You want to hang it over your doorway, you're not going to be wrapping yourself in it, and therefore it's permitted. As the Marva Amru Ula, Ula had told us, Why is it that they said that a vline a curtain, could contract Tomah, and it's not considered like the wall of a house that cannot be Misham Kenegdo. That's because the attendant, the servant, he's going to warm himself with it. You know, sometimes kids, they play with the curtains, and they wrap themselves in it to hide. Same thing here. The Shamish, he's cold, he's going to wrap himself in the curtain, so the curtain is also not going to be made out of shotness. So Tesva Amaral on the top, El It must be we're talking about very hard garments that are not going to warm a person, and therefore you are like to sit on it. Just like he says, This hard felt that came from the place of narash. Shariu, you are allowed to sit in it, because it's not going to wrap itself around you, it's very hard, and it's not the normal way of Chimam, it's not going to be machamim and it's permitted to use, even though it's shotness. And Amar Papa, he says, These are the don't have a problem of kilaim. this is a pad of sorts placed underneath the heel of the shoe, then wrapped with goat skin, this pad is allowed to be shotness, and there's no issue. And Amarav, he says, These coin bags, you take your coins, you place them in these bags, bags kilaim there's no problem of kilaim that's because the coins make the bags very hard and then when they're placed on a person's lap they're not going to warm him and so there's no issue of kilaim however bizrani, if it's a seed bag you place your different seeds that are going to be planted in this bag yeshbehamishum kilaim that is a problem of kilaim it doesn't harden the bag and therefore it's going to warm a person when placed on his lap ravashiamar he says zav either of these there's no problem of kilaim ain that's not the normal way of khimam that's not the normal way of one warming himself and therefore there's not an issue even if the bag is not hard and we'll provide him with some level of Chimam. We're going to stop here for the day, pick up tomorrow with continuing to understand the Mishnah. For now, everyone should have a wonderful day.